It's time for Moment of Truth with David Moses. Element. Element. Element FM. All right. Welcome to Moment of Truth. I'm your host, David Moses, and this is a special episode of Moment of Truth coming to you from Six Nations. And the reason it's coming to you from Six Nations is because I couldn't resist the opportunity to come out and uh, meet a couple of people uh, that I've known for quite a long time and actually touch base with... uh, the guy who, whose song we're going to be talking about, Josh Miller. Now, I've known Josh Miller for a long time. I, I first met him, I think, at CKRZ Radio on Six Nations. Uh, he was doing a gig at the station, but he is also a phenomenal guitar player and a great blues artist. He's been around the music industry for quite a number of years. He worked with Pappy Jong's blues band. He's had a three-wheel drive. He's had so many different uh, renditions of his stuff that he's been uh you know, slugging away and doing it, and he has a new song out. It's called Solidarity. We're going to listen to a little bit of that later on, but first of all, I want to welcome Josh Miller, as well as someone else that is here with him, Janet Rogers, and she is part of the the team that is helping Josh. But the reason I wanted to get Janet in here is because, besides the song that Josh has put together, this song called Solidarity, and we're going to get into that, like I said, it's the video. And when Janet told me the backstory behind the video, I thought, this is cool. It's got a really neat story. And so we're going to talk about that. So it is a pleasure to welcome both Josh and Janet to the show. Say go, Josh. Say go, Janet. Say go. Say go. Thanks for having us. Oh, it's our pleasure. And Josh, really good to see you. Uh, we haven't seen each other for quite a while. I know I always see you online. You're doing stuff, and you got stuff happening around I, that. The last time I seen you, I'm, I'm fairly positive, was at, oh, what a feeling, the uh, King Biscuit Boy. Oh, yeah, 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 that's right. In Hamilton. Yeah. That was a good time. That was the last time I seen you. That was a, already a couple of years. It, it was. Wow. It was, it was pre-COVID. <laughs> but we, could, we, do go back, we do go back a long ways, I think, 90s. Yeah. Maybe the mid-90s, early 90s, something like that. I do remember. Yeah. I do remember that summer. I I do remember because you you were really, you were new to the area, Mm. exploring your roots. Mm -hmm. I do remember all that. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm still exploring those roots, Josh. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, don't we all, right? Don't we all? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's really great to have you guys here. And uh, the other thing, of course, talking about CKRZ Radio uh, the two of you are both board members of the radio station. Right. Uh, when did you guys uh, join the board? It was pretty recent. Just It's only been a few months, uh, an effort to help revamp what's, yeah. what's going on over there. Yeah. Well, 31 years. It's in its 31st year, this, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So congratulations to CKRZ. It's uh, you know certainly something that's always been very close to me. And I have to tell you, you you said exploring my roots and the radio station gave me an opportunity to do that mm-hmm. because I was offered that job as as a news person right and I thought I can't think of a better way to learn about the community and immerse myself you know to start doing the news and cover the news for the community right right and so uh, but the one thing you know sometimes as the news person and still exploring my roots and not necessarily knowing a lot of people in the community sometimes I was the last person to know things right so, and one an example of that is I kept hearing people talk about the monkey dog right there was this thing going around about the monkey dog the monkey dog story right now I, I just thought it was like joking around and then all of a sudden I remember 
oh, my God, this is an actual thing going on. What's happening, right? Right. So then uh, that became a big deal that we ended up doing a whole a whole session on and getting people into the radio station to right. talk about the monkey dog, the That's whole right. monkey dog thing. So, And the thing about, and the thing about that kind of work is especially if you're in a community for a long time, like me, you mm. know, me included, I started at the community radio here when I was like 15, right? Mm. And uh, what what happens is you grow up in front of everybody. Oh, yeah. Or, yeah. or you, you know, people yeah. be, right. become intertwined in people's daily lives. You don't even realize it. And right. in radio, you know, people say, oh, we have breakfast with you every morning for the last 10 <laughs> years. You know what I mean? And... Uh, and you and you still get that. You still get yeah. that, even though I haven't been in radio for ten years. Sure. So you still you still hear stuff like that. You haven't been doing anything in radio for ten years. No. Wow. No. You used to be the DJ. You used to be DJ. I've held every position there. <laughs> Is that right? Yep. Janitor. I was, I was the yep janitor. <laughs> I was a tech. I was on air morning, on air afternoon. I was on overnights. Yeah. I did reception. Wow. Uh, oh, the only position I haven't held there would be the station manager. <laughs> okay. But I've, I've been production and right. you know everything you can think of. Sat on the board mm. a few different at a few different occasions. Mm-hmm. You know, been fired, been rehired. <laughs> you name it. So that that station is a real yeah. part of me. Yeah, it, it's been a big part of all of us, and and it's so wonderful to have that community radio station. Because let's face it, radio is a different animal these days. Mm-hmm. Which brings us to Solidarity, your new song. Yes. And what a great song, Josh. Congratulations Thank on that you. song. I appreciate that. Tell me about how it came about. When did this come to you? Uh, I've been off sick. I've been, I've been really ill for the last few years. Oh, yeah? I, I would say the better part of 10 mm. and ignoring it. Oh. And it got worse and worse and worse to the point where uh, I was being hospitalized. And it turns out I have bad guts. Uh, colitis, diverticulitis, uh, things like that. Mm. It's it's a couple of different things. Mm. They remove my gallbladder, oh. so I have one kidney. You wow. know what I mean? Uh, there's some th- there's some guts wow. prop issues going yeah, on yeah, inside yeah. of me. So uh, getting a hold of that, yeah. I spend a lot of time at home. Yeah, a lot of time inside your own thoughts, mm-hmm. and especially when the pandemic hit. Yeah, and I, you sure. see everybody's in their own thoughts, oh, especially yeah. if you're able to get on social media. Yeah. And, when you, and uh, what happened with me was I start seeing all of the negative things that were happening on social media in regards to uh, what was going on in Nova Scotia with the Mi'kmaq, oh, yeah. uh, what was going on in B.C., yep. right? Uh, yep. What's going on right here with our own protests yeah. and our own land issues yep. right here with land back. and Yeah. Um, it doesn't stop there. Mm. Uh, stuff that went on in North Dakota, yeah. right? Um, George Floyd. Mm-hmm. You know, it doesn't mm-hmm. stop. They're calling Kaepernick. There's all yeah. different, all these different things where people are trying to be heard, mm. and everybody just stomps on them. Mm. You know, uh, looks for a crack in their in their message so that they don't have to pay attention to the message. Mm. Do you know what I mean? I do. I do. Like. What are you yeah. kneeling for? You're missing the point. Right. That kind of thing. Yeah. Um, writing songs in anger. So there's a couple of songs in, that I have in anger. Right. But uh, what happened for this particular song, it, I was starting to notice positive things. I start noticing some of my friends that had something to say, and they would post it on social media. And you could tell that they were educated themselves a little bit on a subject. 
Because they knew what they were talking about. Oh, there's somebody that understands. And that's cool. And then you, you, when you click on them, see the, this algorithms thing, right, that they have with social media. Yeah. So when you start clicking on the positive things, next thing you know, you start seeing other positive things. And it, and it helped with my psych, psyche of mm. being angry and writing angry mm. songs. Mm. And the song wrote itself. Mm. The song yep. wrote itself really uh-huh. fast, and it, it, it was it wrote so it wrote itself so fast that it was when I showed it to somebody. Oh, you got to get that down. Mm. You got to get that down. Mm. We got to record this. I heard your song. Let's shoot a video. It was really quick, all in a matter of matter of like a week and a half. Right, really fast. Wow, that. But, well, not not from the time we had the song recorded, but but from the time I wrote the song yep. to the time I performed it in front of somebody. Yeah, and then they said we got to do this. Okay, so it took the forefront. Yep. Of everything. Yeah. And that would, it's a good thing. Yeah. So when you wrote the song, what came to you first? The melody, the lyrics? How did it come to you? I I have, I write songs in melody. Okay. Melody and groove. Yeah. So I have archives <laughs> right. of grooves. I bet. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah where... Yeah. And then I have a song idea. Mm. And usually with the, when, I, when a lyric hits me, it usually just spills out, right. right? All of a sudden, it's like a word vomit thing, and then, right. and if it's finished, it's finished. If it's not, I won't go back to it for sometimes years, mm-hmm. but, you know. But sure. it sits, it sits there. I do. I, I hear you. You know, you know what I'm yeah. talking about. And, but this one, it was just it was it just poured out of me, and it was done. So then it was I, I heard it as a cry for unity. Mm-hmm. So I knew I wanted it to be like a thump. Mm-hmm. A specific kind of a unity thump, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, and, and a memorable groove. And, and I, all I did was take a scroll up because what I do is with my phone is if I have a song idea, mm-hmm. I'll play my guitar into my, record it into sure. my voice messages. Yep. And, and I have hundreds of those. <laughs> and I just scroll through and pick a couple and I, oh, there it is. Mm. That's the one. That's magic. That's yep. it. That's how I did it. Cool. Well, I think we've talked enough about this. I think we've teased people enough. Why don't we give the song a little bit of a spin? We'll listen to a little bit of this, and then we'll come back and talk more with Janet Rogers and Josh Miller right here on Element FM. Listen listen to Josh's new song. It's called Solidarity. Take a walk in my moccasin. I'll take a walk in your shoes. And when I sing my blues, you help me spread the news. All right, that is Josh Miller's new song called Solidarity, and I think you'll agree it is a great song. Josh, great hook. I love the feel of the song. Like you said, it came out of new thinking, I guess, for you. Like you said, you you were stuck in the COVID mindset. You have some health issues that you were dealing with that were playing on you as well, making you think about things, and I guess about life in general. Yeah, yeah. And, I mean, I mean, forced, really forced. Hmm. Like, I, I, I have, you know, for a few years, I have in the back of my head, like, you know, I've got to change, I've got to fix this, I've mm. got to fix this. Mm. And then suddenly you get sick and it's not your choice anymore, right? You have to. I'm lucky in ways, this illness is like a blessing in disguise because it prevented those kinds of, you know, 
those kinds of illnesses. Mm. So I, so far, uh, it's forced me to eat better, mm-hmm. you know, take care better, better mm-hmm. care of my body, and mm-hmm. um, which when you eat better, uh, then there's drinking better, uh, cutting out the pot, mostly mm-hmm. water, mm-hmm. water and coffee. Now it seems yeah. like, yeah. but even coffee for a while, there's pretty tough on the gut if you're not careful. Right, but um, uh, a lot less booze. Yeah, and that is a big thing. Mm. For uh, clearing the mind, mm. and you start, you don't realize how clouded how clouded things are mm. until you can uh, clean up a little bit, mm. and, that, and that's where I'm at. And things are coming out clear, mm-hmm. and I'm starting to see motivation. Yep. You know, things that I, I have been lacking for a quite a quite a bit, mm. and the friends that have helped me, I you know Janet, mm-hmm. um, uh, Humble Man Recordings. With Eric Anderson mm. here on the reserve, mm. um, Shane Paulus is the video guy. Yeah, and, uh, one co-producer of the yeah. video, and uh, that's my little team. Mm. And they've all said they see a big change in me. It's mm. good. It's good to see. Mm. And to hear them say that to me, it helps me like more. Yeah, it's motivating. Right. So cool. That's, that's... It's almost like being in a slump and not realizing you're in a slump. Mm. And I can, I can say it's still too personal, but I know, I know what put me in that slump, mm. but, uh, I'm, I'm climbing out of it and it good. feels good. That's great, Josh. Thanks for sharing that. Just that little bit. I think that other people can probably very much relate to it, first of all, and, um, it might be helping others to hear what you're saying. So, uh, you know, appreciate you doing that. Yeah. Mm. Now, Janet's been sitting there nice and quiet, <laughs> waiting in the background, uh, and, and Janet, you've been listening to all this. When did you start getting involved with Josh? Well, I was doing something new with radio. And when I got back home, and I got back home to Six Nations like in June of uh, 2019, and I started to work on some radio projects. And one of them was uh, developing a pilot for a radio podcast comedy. Mm. And... Um, Something just told me get in touch with Josh. If there's anybody on this in this community who knows anything about Res Radio, it's it's Josh. And when I contacted him, he he sounded ready. Mm. He sounded ready to share his knowledge and skills and experience with the project, with the pilot project. And then that was kind of the impetus for this wonderful little collective. And we're not officially a collective. Like I'm not officially managing Josh's career, but <laughs> but I'm doing a lot of a lot of things to help. But um, uh, that was kind of the start of where we connected with Eric Anderson, Humble Man Recording, who's here in the community, mm-hmm. and um, uh, Josh, who came in as a story consultant for the pilot uh, with the radio project, the podcast comedy project. And um, and I was producing that, and we, we recorded the pilot. And um, it, after that, uh, after we saw, hey, you know, look what we can do when we bring our skills together kind of thing, we just kind of kept going. And then Josh came out with the song, uh, Solidarity, and, like, it just hits you in the in all the right places it because does, yeah. it's it's anthemic. Mm. It's, it's re- and it speaks to the time that we're all now experiencing collectively mm-hmm. uh, across our, all of the territories mm-hmm. known as Canada, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I really like the fact that Josh didn't, uh, in the song, didn't point to one specific 
um, reclamation event, that it's right. all inclusive. Right. And if you're down with the solidarity message, man, this is a song, you know, that, that can be your anthem mm. to help carry that message over. Um, so, and then when Shane came forward and he just came forward on his own, Shane yeah. Paulus, I'm talking yeah. about from Through the Red Door, but right. he also works independently yeah. as a camera person and an editor. When he came forward and he said, hey, I'm here because I, I follow Josh's career. Mm. I love the guy mm-hmm. and I want to I want to make this video. And mm. we were like, oh, cool. Right. <laughs> you know, like how often does that happen? So and I've always been saying, you know, I'm, I'm like the queen of grant writing. Like I write so many grants and so many proposals. <laughs> so when somebody, you know, comes and I've been saying this for a while, it's like um, collaboration is is the new grant. You know, mm. it's like mm. if it's because that grant is always a, a toss of the dice. Right. You don't know. Sure. You don't know that that's going to happen. Yeah. And if it doesn't happen, what happens to your project yep. and so on and so forth. So um, when Shane started to come into the mix, like it just really it really solidified the whole package. Nice. There's Josh with his talent and yep. his song. There's uh, Eric Anderson, Humble Man Recording, who's, you know, and, and uh, recorded. And then Al Duffy from uh, the band, Pappy John's band, uh, came forward and really helped mix and master mm. um, the, yeah. the final the final uh, track. Mm. And then uh, Shane came in and I was just like, you know, just helping in, in any way I could, producing, uh, securing locations, what have you, you know, mm-hmm. things like that. And then now we're in the distribution mode. So we're sending our, our the song out to you, uh, and people at Element FM, hope they really dig it. And uh, yeah, we're, we're not recognizing the border in terms of uh, native radio, because as we know, the airwaves span all the land, the whole mm-hmm. landmass, and mm-hmm. then some, you know. Um, so we're in distribution mode right now with the song. And uh, yeah, looking to get it onto some charts and looking to get that so can money. <laughs> their vision, their vision they, were, they were really able to uh, uh, put a visual to the song. When they, oh, yeah. when they, you know, who, do who a, is that? Uh, Janet, Janet, and oh, yeah, yeah, Shane, yeah. Janet right. and Shane, yep. uh, um, to be able to, uh, have you seen the video, which is on YouTube, by on the YouTube. way, go <laughs> check it out. <laughs> yeah. Josh's YouTube channel. Joshua Arden Miller, <laughs> subscribe, all that. Yeah. Um, you'll be able to see, uh, the, the, the picture that they're able to paint that's really coincides with the lyrics mm-hmm. and it's, it does. it's great yep. it, it just works yep. fantastic and it turned out really really good it, it did and and you know it goes along with that message like that you said about writing the song right it came really quickly it worked it came together well the video did the same thing exactly it, it's just so crazy it how it was kind of one of those things it's, it was it's meant, meant to be, to be. Like, yeah. absolutely right yeah absolutely right and that that's that's kind of how it felt uh even when janet first asked me to uh to work on on her radio project, mm. and and it was like what she asked for. What she asked for, David, was uh, funny stories from being on radio. Okay, so that's what I did. You know, all the stuff yeah. that happened. I mean, you sure. were there for a lot of them yeah. too. Some yeah. of the funny <laughs> stuff. And also, all I was I do was tell these funny stories and right. write some funny commercials, right. and that, you know, and it was it comes really natural to me and easy. And mm-hmm. then I could I when I think about it, it's, yeah, that would be difficult. Mm-hmm. We lived it, so it's easy to just, mm-hmm. just think about them stories and to be able to write them down and. Speaking of which, comes to mind is your song, The Dozen Days of Christmas. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> That's me and Murray. Yeah. That's me and Murray. Yeah. Oh, goodness. Yeah, we did have a lot of fun. and, and But uh, uh, we knew, we I knew from working with Janet on that, you mm. know, she, she was motivated. And, and I like I like the way that she handled mm. her business. Mm-hmm. And, and, and uh, I wanted that. 
you know, I wanted to be near that and have some of that rub off on me as somebody I could learn from. And, right. You know. Yeah. Yeah. You're listening to Element FM in Toronto and Ottawa. That is 106.5 in Toronto, 95.7 in Ottawa. Anywhere across the country, if you download the Radio Player Canada app, type in one of those two coordinates as well as E-L-M-N-T-F-M. And then listen on your device of choice 24 hours a day, seven days a week. You can also be listening on one of the other radio stations that now carry Moment of Truth. So welcome to those listeners. Or you might be listening on your favorite podcast platform. So welcome all. It's a pleasure to have with me here in the studio. And I'll tell you, this is a special Six Nations edition. We're on Six Nations for this edition. And with me, I have Josh Miller in the studio And we are, of course, paying particular attention to the COVID rules. We are spacing ourselves and we are part, so don't worry about that. Also with me is Janet Rogers, and she's here to support Josh in what they were doing with Josh's new song called Solidarity. We've had a great discussion around solidarity, and we're going to probably end the show with a little bit more of Josh's song. And we're talking about how that song came about. Josh is sharing some some of the things that led up to how the song came about. And Janet is filling us in about the story behind the video. So Josh mentioned, if you go to Josh Arden Miller's site, his on YouTube, you can see the video. Now, am I correct? There's two versions of this song. Yes? No? A live version? Yes. Oh, right. right. A live version and a recorded version. Yes. See, though, this app, like I, like I explained a little earlier when I said that the song came about so fast. Yeah. Um, we were scheduled to do a, a, a Zoom broadcast for the uh, Toronto Blues Society, mm. uh, the 25th anniversary of Res Blues. Mm. And I was, this, 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 is, this is a crazy story. Okay, we got time, right? <laughs> yep. Okay. <laughs> uh, we were scheduled to perform on Zoom. So the they, Toronto Blues Society contacted me. They told me what their budget was, and they asked me if I could get it done. So I found a studio. We we actually worked in a in a broadcast studio in Fort Erie, hmm. and uh, shout out to those guys at uh, Sessions on the River. Um, every Sunday we used to do a live Facebook sh- jam, hmm. and he in a studio that he you know they were broadcast out of that studio. So it's like a, a licensed studio, so hmm. people could come in and and have their glass of wine and. Mm-hmm and enjoy music and mm. people would bring their instruments and get up and jam. So anyway, this is the place I chose to to do the to do this performance. So uh I wrote the song and I said check out this tune guys. And we went over it and and uh we were at the time me and Eric were starting to lay bed tracks at his studio. And I says I was work- I'm working on the song. At this point, the guys in the band haven't heard it yet. Okay. <laughs> All I knew was the groove, and I was singing. Yeah. It. And then I showed it to the guys, and we start playing it. And they said, "Well, let's cut it. Let, let's let's try it out. Let's rehearse it." So we laid the song down and performed it live on air for the 25th anniversary of Res Blues. That was sort of like our our our, the, our third time ever playing it rehearsal. Mm. Mm. And we actually did the song live for the broadcast before we went to the studio to record it. <laughs> so. That's how that came about. Wow. And, and, and tell me about the players you're working with. Um, uh, right now, it's Oren Dockstader on drums. Uh, Oren is the uh, last remaining member of uh, in the band of the original Pappy John's band. Mm. The original Pappy John's band was uh, Donnie Paulus, Oren Dockstader, 
um, Lauren Green, who is Graham Green's brother, mm-hmm. uh, and Chris Pappy Johns. Mm. Mm. And over the years, the band members slowly changed. You know, Farron yeah. was in the band, yeah. Murray was yeah. in the band, yeah. I was in the band, Joe Mafood was in the band, John Lee was in the band. There was a, a lot of me- band members. Yeah. Uh, Oren at this point is the last member. And it just seemed time to change the name of the band. Mm. So uh, uh, we, although we don't really know what to change the name of the band to, <laughs> but I have all this music for an Yeah. So it just seems natural. Just yeah. let's, let's go with this for now. You know, let's just go with it, right? Yeah. Let's just yeah. go with it. So that, those are the, uh, right now, Oren, um, Blaine Bombery, who is a fantastic uh, guitar player here mm-hmm. at Six Nations. Mm-hmm. Um He's been uh, by my side for a lot of years. He does his own thing, mm-hmm. but uh, whenever I whenever I need him, he's he always tries his hardest for me. Mm. So I appreciate him a lot. Uh, Al Duffy on bass, and he's also uh, the uh, producer. Mm. He's a bass player, uh, most notably known for his work with Jack DeKaiser. Oh yeah, and uh, he's got uh, numerous awards through Jack, mm-hmm. you know, with best bass player and his production work and mm. best albums. And mm. uh, Jack's albums are largely produced by him and, and uh, Jack and Al Duffy. Mm. So, um, and uh, did I get everybody? Yeah, that's everybody. That's just the four of us on the track. Mm-hmm. Cool. Um, now, tell us more about the video, because I think there's more, Janet, that you can share around how the video came together. I know you talked about the four people, but you, you, you hinted that it was sort of this community thing. What, what else came together around that video that makes it special? Yeah, when you think about um, people coming together, just coming forward on their own accord to help make a project, in, in this instance, the video project, it kind of solidifies the message of solidarity. People were working in solidarity mm. together, mm. you know, offering their resources and skills mm. and experiences um, to make this come together. So to me, that was just like, wow, what a story, you know, as a as a writer, but also as a, you know, promoter and production person, I'm thinking, this is this is the story, man. Like, not only is the song writing itself, but the whole process mm-hmm. uh, and, you know, behind getting the song out is right. is, is, is kind of got a life of its own. Great. Yes. And I think if people go now to watch that video, as we mentioned off the top, uh, we go to Josh Arden Miller uh, on YouTube and you can find that video, watch the video and hear that great song that Josh has written, Solidarity. It is great. Yeah. Please check it out. And uh, please, you know, follow up with Josh. Let him know you like the song. Support him. So congratulations once again, Josh. It is a powerful song, and I'm so happy for you, and I wish you all the best with it. Thank you. I appreciate that a lot. Yeah. I really appreciate that a lot. I, I want to thank uh, Janet and my team. Mm. You oh, know, pleasure. right? It's, mm. uh, uh, ins- it's really insurmountable without the help of, of people in their, in their specialties, oh, like, yeah. like specialty what she does, uh, especially what Shane did. What Shane did, mm. can you imagine? Oh, I yeah. mean, I mean, yeah. with the camera, I mean, he had drones. He had a drone yeah, he camera. Brought, he brought and the whole, like, right. like Full yeah. full video shoot, man. Oh, Shane, Shane's great. Shane's oh, yeah. great. Yeah. Shane with Shane, so Woo-hoo. he's fabulous. Yeah, you know, everybody is 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 trying to get off the ground and do their thing mm. and coming together and helping each other do that, mm. and it feels good. All right, and now you're in- implicated, David. <laughs> implicated, <laughs> implicated in the unity movement, man. <laughs> okay. Well, enough said on that. Let's listen to a little bit more of Josh's song "Solidarity" as we head out of this interview. I want to thank Janet Rogers as well as Josh Miller for coming in, 
and talking to us about the new song, Solidarity. Let's give it a listen, and we will talk to you next time right here on Element FM and Moment of Truth. Now back to Moment of Truth with David Moses. Element. Element. Element FM. And welcome back to Moment of Truth. I'm your host, David Moses. You're listening to Element FM in Toronto and Ottawa. You can also listen on the iHeartRadio app. And you know what to do. Download the app and punch in our coordinates and then take us with you anywhere you go. And so it's a pleasure to welcome to the show, and I guess welcome back to the show, Elaine Bombery is here. And she's here to talk about something new. Uh, it's it's a story that she's got in a new book called Indigenous Toronto. So it's a pleasure to have Elaine back on the show. Now, Elaine was actually on the show, one of the first guests we did here on on Element FM and Moment of Truth with her husband, Murray Porter. And that was back in 2018, when we could actually still get together, and it was in the studio in Toronto. So, Elaine Sago, and welcome. Sago David, how you doing? I'm doing okay. I'm, uh, you know, it, it's, it's, I'm getting used to this. I mean, we're into a year plus now with this COVID situation. Well, it's been over a year now, and I've been stuck in my basement doing these things. (laughs) And I don't get to see people much anymore. (laughs) So, you know, I've been turning my camera on of late to see people. And now I've got another thing to contend with, Elaine, because... What's going on is I get to see people sitting outside or in the daylight, you know, and they're enjoying the, the weather, and I'm sitting in the basement, you know, <laughs> without, without any daylight. But it's nice to see people. It's nice to at least have that interaction visually now with people. So we've got Elaine on the line from the West Coast, beautiful British Columbia. So it's a pleasure to have her on the show. So, so Elaine, Indigenous Toronto, you have a story in this book about your parents and how they met. It's a love story. Yeah, yes. And it's a story um, I've been wanting to tell for quite some time. Uh, My mother, the late Rita Bomberry, she's uh, been gone now for uh, 21 years. It's hard Mm. to believe. Mm. And uh, that's something, you know, she she told me the love story. Um, So I always kept it in my mind and uh, we'd always joke around my mother and I saying, oh, we got to make this into a movie. Like, why not a cool urban (laughs) Mm. Indian love story? Mm. Like, you know, stories we don't hear. We don't hear these kinds of stories very often. So, and we joke around and my mom would say, okay, I want Irene Bedard to play me and Adam Beach to play your dad. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. Yeah. So it's a story about how they first met on a Toronto streetcar. Yeah. Now, you know, what's interesting is when I read the story, I learned things about you and your family that I didn't know. You know, I didn't realize, for instance, that you were you were raised in Toronto and spent a lot of time there when you were a kid. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, you know, yeah. you never know what you learn about people when you, you know, we, we assume certain things about people. Right. But we just yeah. don't know. So it's really interesting to to have read the story and tell us more about the book itself. The You know, we'll get into the story. and We'll talk a little bit about that. But Indigenous Toronto. How did you know it, it's really great that all these stories are in there? 
Yes, it's uh, been a project that's been in uh, when it, um, our dear friend, me and Denise Bulduk's dear friend, uh, Greg Young Eng, mm. uh, was approached by uh, Coach House Books of Toronto mm. uh, to help put together the anthology. And, um, and you know, Greg passed away now. It's been just a little over a year now, a year and a half. And um, so he planted the seed. Um, in our brains about this uh, anthology and so uh, Coach House uh, when they were getting ready to put it all together uh, one of the publishers John uh, Lawrence came and met me that's when we did a Res Blues in Toronto at the Eagle Club and so he came and met me and and, uh, he was talking about the concept of the book and wanted to bring together a number of different people who lived in Toronto and uh, or you know did live in Toronto and had stories to share. And so he w- was talking to me about wanting to know if I'd be willing to contribute something. And I thought, yeah, sure, you know, I'll think of something. And then he wanted some suggestion of an editor. And who's at Res Blues? Brian Wright McLeod. Mm-hmm. So I bring Brian over <laughs> to meet John. And uh, they t- they two got together. And next thing you know, Brian's an editor and Den- Denise Bulduk as well and two other um, people, Rebecca Tababanan and uh, Manwate Gordon Corbier. Corbier. Right. Uh, also, so there's four Indigenous um, editors on this book. So, um, you know, it was really, um, it was so cool to see. And the dedication at the front of the book is to Greg. Right. You know, he's a dear, dear friend of mine for mm. like over 30 years. He was my friend. So when the book got here, like he'd always come and visit us in Toronto. He lived in Penticton. And so when, when, um, the book came, I, I put the book in where Greg usually sat at, <laughs> at our dining room table, put a glass of wine and lit a candle there for him. <laughs> nice. That's great. Just to, yeah. yeah, that's great. You, you know, I was really surprised to see, uh, of course, also in the book are a couple of stories by my cousin, Daniel David Moses is in there as well. I was. Oh yeah, yeah. that's right. The late Daniel, the David late Daniel Moses. David. Yeah. Aww. So it was kind of nice to see him, him in there. So, Elaine, where can people find this book? Do you know how they can get it? Um, you can order it online through Coach House Books. Mm-hmm. From what I understand, the first uh, printing is already sold out. Good. That's great. Yeah. So, they're they're working on the second one. And I think you could buy a PDF file from them online. I'm not really mm. quite sure. But, yeah, just go to Coach House Books uh, Toronto and mm. you can uh, check that out. Okay. Now, you mentioned uh, Res Blues, and for people that, that don't know um, Elaine Bombery, I, you know, I assume everybody knows who Elaine is. So no, I- <laughs> no. <laughs> That's not true. <laughs> no, I, I know, but I'm just, I, I'm trying to build you up there, Elaine. Come on. Oh, okay, okay. I'll take it. <laughs> but, you know, you've been, you've been involved with music for such a long time, starting out on CKRZ with your own radio show that you were doing, you know, such a long time ago, and that of course led you into other things you're one of the people that got the the junos for indigenous people started that award for for the junos right uh you and buffy yeah and the late shingus too who just passed away a few months ago too which was so sad really broke my heart yeah but yeah it was the three of us who who got Mm. the ball rolling and uh and now the junos are going into their here i got i just got this in the mail yesterday oh yes that's right that's yeah, right. their fiftieth year now, the Juno. Yep. So, and the Indigenous category is going on like twenty nine years or something like that. 
Isn't that great? Yeah. Well, you just said that, and 29 years. What is? What do you think when you hear that? I know. It's like, where did the time go? <laughs> I mean, you know, I just turned 60 last month. Well, how did that happen? <laughs> you know, time just flies. Yeah. It flies by so fast. And yeah. Marie and I have been here for 15 years. It's like, where did that time go? You know yeah. what I mean? It's just yeah. like, yeah. wow. Yeah, and, and so uh, Res Blues, you you know you you you've been involved with that, a lot of live events, and and those kind of things that you've done over the years. You did a television program with APTN. Res Blues was in the clubs at first. I did a radio documentary on it, became a TV series, and after the TV series was a no go, I went back. I took it back to the clubs. <laughs> <laughs> you know, back to the original model, full yeah, circle, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's and then uh, what happened last year was our 25th anniversary of Res Blues. And so I had approached the uh, Toronto uh, Blues Society uh, about a year and a half before that to say, can we celebrate it in Toronto? And so I was able to convince them, yes, let's do a Res Blues. You know, Toronto Blues Society presents Res Blues, like, again, from the beginning, because they were the first ones who helped me produce it. Mm. And um, so we all agreed, and it was going to be in April uh, 16th at the Lula Lounge mm. right, last year. Mm-hmm. And then COVID hit. Right. Right. And right. so, boom. Everything was gone. Our whole yep. summer schedule, everything yep. was wiped out for yep. Murray, every, all the shows. Yeah. And then so the um, after the summer, the Toronto Blue Society approached me and said, well, because they, they had managed to secure uh, money to, for the 25th anniversary show. They said, well, can we, do you want to think of doing like maybe a virtual series? I said, yes, let's do it. Let's do it. Right. So we were able to do like Fridays, like just half hour shows. Right. But I was able to hire eight acts. Great. You know, yeah. and three different hosts. Yeah. You know, I had Diane Key from CKRZ, nice. Jenny Luzon, yeah. know, and myself, yeah. host. Yeah. And then when you think about it, how many people would have seen the show at the Lula Lounge? Right. Yeah. As opposed to each show was getting like over 2,500 views. Fabulous. So times eight, you know, all these people got to see all our artists. And plus, it's still on YouTube. Mm. If you missed the show, you can go to Toronto Blue Society YouTube channel. And all the shows are still there, which is really cool. So, yeah, it lives on. Res Blues is still alive. It's still kicking. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I'm glad you mentioned about the the difference between the live event, which is fabulous, of course. Everybody loves to see. Artists love it. Audiences love it. But that's the one thing I guess COVID, ha- COVID has done now in terms of being able to open up that market and, and allow people, like you just said, 2,500 people or so watching each show. That's great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like an audience we'd normally, nor- no one would have seen it. Like people from all over the world could see yeah. see the show. So that was really exciting. And, you know, like it's not the same for the artists, of course. No. But with the with the res- all the Res Blues artists, did they stepped up their game. Mm-hmm. I mean, the the because we had to pre-record yeah. like everyone had to pre-record their shows right everyone just stepped up to the plate and i was so impressed at what was everyone was doing you know and going into a studio you know uh billy joe green in the studio yeah. in winnipeg muriel Mur- muriel <laughs> <laughs> murray in the studio <laughs> downtown vancouver yeah. you know and josh miller and yeah. Pappy John's band in a yeah. studio in, uh, I think they were in Fort Erie somewhere. Oh, yeah. And actually uh, with um, Josh's performance, their, um, their taped uh, pre-recorded performance is nominated mm. for a Summer Solstice Indigenous Music Award yes, for uh, solidarity. Uh, live for best live performance, you know, for that, 
performance at Res Blues. So That's, I was so proud of them. I was like, way to go, guys. Yeah. <laughs> it's a great song. I had them on the show talking about that. It's fabulous. It's a great song. Oh, awesome. Yeah, so they're, they're nominated for Live Musical uh, Performance of the Year. Yeah. But but I guess the the thing is Elaine that whatever whenever we get out of this and get back to whatever normal will be uh, and can move around and can intermingle again and have live events uh, this this side of things the virtual side of things is probably always going to be with us from now on as we move forward everybody's probably going to always incorporate an element of this exactly exactly because of the, again of the amount of people who can watch the shows and stuff like that yeah that's true and and so elaine the other thing of course besides that uh there's another event coming up in the fall i mean we got the junos we got the summer solstice events uh that are happening um that's a june 12th i think the award's going to be handed out correct on for summer yes yeah yes and it's all online yeah (laughs) Online again, of course. (laughs) (laughs) Now, the one thing, you know, it's interesting. uh, The book, your your story, um, you can, like you said, access it online if you get a a PDF of it or something. But you can also get a hardcover, which is sent to you. And and that's not uh, online, but it's it's something you can hold in your hands. And and I think that, I don't know about, about you, but I really like that tactile version of things and being able to hold a book and read it because I want to get off my screen. I'm, I'm spent so much yeah. time on it now. It's really nice to be able to sit down, not worry about a screen staring back at, back at me and just be able to read a book. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, I agree. Now, Elaine, the other thing, as I said, coming up in the fall, I guess we have the Two Rivers Remix stuff going on. Yes, actually, um, our we have a series of events. We're mm. calling it the Two Rivers Remix Virtual Feast Tour. Mm. So uh, what's happening is we're having a series of events. And our first event was on Saturday, uh, um, May the 29th. It started off with a DJ uh, dance party with mm. uh, DJ Shub from mm. Six Nations. Yeah. And uh, hosted by DJ Cookham, who mm. is with the Snotty Nose Res Kids, <laughs> and also DJ Osho and DJ Blackfoot and a couple of really cool hip-hop dancers. Mm. And then our, our next event will be on uh, June, Saturday, June the 26th. Okay. And uh, Murray Porter's band will be part of that event. Nice. And it's gonna we're gonna be recording it um, outside of um, outside Beyond Hope, <laughs> BC. That is <laughs> at a beautiful venue out there. Ah. And uh, there's a number of other performers as well. Uh, haven't been announced yet, but that's coming down the pipe. And also, we're gonna have another event in August, and it's gonna be coming to us from Toronto. And it's going to focus on the, um, do you remember seeing that uh, album project, the Native North America, with uh, the late Willie Dunn, Shingus was part of it, Willie Thrasher, and they got nominated for a Grammy for that project. So we're bringing together some of the artists on that. Uh, Lawrence Martin as well is part of that. Mm. And uh, so we're going to bring a number of those musicians together in Toronto, and then we're going to... play it through our virtual feast site Mm. and then our actual festival is in september Mm. fourth fifth and sixth so three days and again um again with now bc's opening up yeah um you know the new guidelines came down just yesterday so we're busy going through that to see what's going to happen for the for september maybe potentially we'll be able to have a live audience you know so again the discussion becomes well we, we should record it too as well you know? mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, for sure. 
So, yeah, so it's it's a whirlwind. <laughs> I, I In the morning, I wake up, I'm like, okay, which show am I working on? So I have to bounce around, you know, but I love it. I love it. I feel the same way because I've been doing that with the interviews on all these shows. I'm going, what, what's going on? What am I doing yeah. now? <laughs> what am I talking about today? <laughs> so I have all my little media releases in my calendar right. here, just going, okay, all right. <laughs> yeah. But it's really great to see all this stuff going on too, right? It's fabulous. Exactly. Exactly. The the whole wave of indigenous talent and mm. entertainment has reached a whole new plateau, mm-hmm. you know, and just look at what's happening with film and television as well. Like, look at all those nominees and winners at the Canadian Screen Awards, you know, and out here now the Leo Awards, Monkey Beach is nominated like crazy. And, you know, it's just such an exciting time, you know, I was mm-hmm. waiting for this day to happen. Yeah. <laughs> You're listening to Element FM in Toronto and Ottawa. This is Moment of Truth. I'm your host, David Moses. My guest here on the show is Elaine Bomberry. Elaine was one of the very first guests we had on Element FM and Moment of Truth back when we first started the show in 2018, along with her husband, blues man Murray Porter. So it is a pleasure to have Elaine back on the show to talk about a story that she wrote for Indigenous Toronto, which you can pick up at Coach House Books online. And it is Elaine's story about her parents and how they met on the Red Rocket in Toronto, a streetcar in Toronto. And so it's a pleasure to have her on the show talking about this. Elaine Bombery, of course, is an events planner and someone that has been involved with music for a long time. So it's a pleasure to have her on the show. Yeah, it's very true. And, and and also I think, you know, the the way that these not only the events but the collaborations are seeing more uh in people getting involved with, for instance, uh the front and back of shows. Right? Rutherford Falls. Right? Oh, yeah. Right? I mean look at that. Right, you've got all nope. these writers involved with the show now. So yeah, can, there's like six of them. Yeah. Six in, in yeah. Native American uh, writers on yeah. that. Um, our friend uh, Valerie Talaman, she's a mover and shaker there in the yeah. States and the Southwest. Her daughter is one of the writers on there. So apparently Gary Farmer is going to be in an upcoming episode of Rutherford right. Falls as well. Right. Right. So that is so cool. And you think of all, even all the other shows. Mm. I was just talking with a friend about it uh, last night. She's in Massachusetts shooting something. Mm. And uh, we were talking about like – the native native actors are popping up on different shows like FBI Most Wanted. Mm. You see Nathaniel Ar- mm. um, Arcand, yes, mm. and then um, uh, Tantu Cardinal was just a guest on New Amsterdam. You know, and now they're shooting that big Scorsese film in in Oklahoma, you know, about uh, uh, the Osage, uh, what happened to the Osage people there. It's Mm. based on a true story. I mean, Tantu Cardinal's working with Martin Scorsese. (laughs) You know, they call, she says, we call him the wizard, she said. (laughs) And you know who else is in that film? Robert De Niro and Leonardo DiCaprio. Talk about name dropping, but, and it's an indigenous story. You know, and it's going to be so cool. And Robbie Robertson's doing the soundtrack for that, apparently. That's fabulous, of course. (laughs) Of course. Him and Marty, you know. (laughs) Yeah, they're right. (laughs) It's a given, right? (laughs) We started out about the the story, the Res Rocket (laughs) Romance. That's how we started with your story in Indigenous Toronto, right? Back to the story. Yeah, it's going full circle. Um, 
it, it's, I just loved sharing it. And I was a bit nervous to talk to my dad about it, mm. you know, cause my dad's very shy. You mm. know, my dad's 85 years old now. Mm. And, mm. and uh, I would ask him things and he'd go, yeah, you know, he's very quiet. Yep. That happened. Yep. Yep. <laughs> and I asked him, you know, so when you saw mom walk down, you know, when she first got on this, my dad was already on the streetcar. Yeah. And my mom got on. She's they're both, you know, my dad's in a suit. And my mom got on. She's all dressed up and yeah. everything gets on the streetcar. And she saw him. Right. And she thought, oh, my God, he's the most handsomest Indian man I've ever seen in right. my life. Right. And then my dad's thoughts. He saw my mom and he said, I, I saw her in a wedding gown. Yes. You know, know, when they yeah. first laid eyes yeah. on each yeah. other, it was just like, oh, my God, like, it, it, that's magic. It's right? like, oh, OK, so he could already see the future of what was going yeah. to happen with the relationship. Yeah. And then you know? and then they're on the streetcar and then he got off before her. So yeah. she was, you know, she go, oh, too bad, too bad. Right. Yeah. She got off at the next stop. Turns out they were both going to the same dance yeah. and uh, North American Indian Club yeah. that the late Pat Turner used to organize. Mm. And this is in 1960. Mm. So this is when a lot of people were leaving residential schools yeah. and trying to go home and not fitting in at home. Right. You know, so people right. gravitated to the cities and a lot mm. of them took courses, college courses. Yeah. Uh, my father never went to residential school. You mm. know, mm. He, he went to school in Burlington. His parents... Mm -hmm. You know, never sent. He never had to go. Yeah. But my my mother went to Spanish uh, Indian residential school on the North Shore of Georgian Bay for right. for ten years. Wow. 10 from years. six to sixteen. Mm. So um, you know, after that, she went went to Toronto and went to Secretarial uh, Business College. You know, and uh, she became like an executive assistant and worked in various uh, departments of the provincial government for many many years. And then she uh, made when. Indigenous organizations started to emerge like, emerge, like the Union of Ontario Indians and Ch uh, Chiefs of Ontario. <clears throat> she already had a good skill set, you know, so she applied and she got in those organizations like really quick. So, right. you know, and then she was able to introduce us to what was going on and everything. Right. But um, just getting back to the story. Um, so um, when Pat Turner organized these uh dances I, I i compared it to like what i would do with res blues because <laughs> it would bring people together yeah, right? yeah, yeah. That's and right. so um that's what the north american <laughs> indian club dances did that pat organized and so um my dad was a, a volunteer bartender yeah at night yeah. for that dance yeah, that's right. and then um and uh, my mom was there with her girlfriends and then uh, she went to go she my mom was actually waiting for her a date yes she had a date and he and never show. showed up. Yeah, that's right. So um, anyways, my mom goes and gets herself a drink at the bar and everything. And she sees my dad and they're making googly eyes at each other and everything. <laughs> so, and they started talking by the end of the night, you know, my, they, they exchanged numbers yeah. and agreed to go on a date. And then four months later, yeah. um, on the very same streetcar, my dad proposed to my mom. Yeah, that's the <laughs> I wasn't expecting the story to start on a streetcar in Toronto for the <laughs> Yeah, really. <laughs> you know, but there's even that um, that element of of how things don't always work, and I don't know if we could call it racism, but there's that element that took place when they wanted to get married, and you have yes. the, the priest yes. that didn't show up, and he deliberately didn't show up. Yes, yes. That yeah, my parents had planned on getting uh, married in Christian Island, yeah. and everyone was there, and. Uh, 
my dad's parents, you know, who very rarely left the reserve, made the trip yeah. up to Christian Island. Yeah. And so the families were there in the church and waiting, you know, for the priest. And so there were people standing outside the church, kept looking at the dock, you know, where's the priest? Where's the mm-hmm. priest? Priest never showed up. Yeah. Right. Can you imagine how my mom felt? You know, oh. she's this 21 year old, 20 year old, beautiful yeah. young woman waiting to get married to the yep. man of her dreams and no priest. Yeah. So they couldn't get married. Yeah. Right. And then so uh, they got married two weeks later in Toronto at St. Peter's Church, you know, right across from Bathurst Subway, <laughs> you know, uh, and there was only four of them, yeah. you know, my mom's brother right. who stood up and then his girlfriend, uh, Marilyn, was my mom's yeah. bridesmaid. It was yeah. just the four of them, yeah. you know, so they did get married and then they went right to Six Nations and had a little party, you know, had a cake with the family there and a mm-hmm. little party and and that was it. But uh, yeah, they managed to 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 pull it off. Mm. Hey, you know, Elaine, I found it also really interesting about the uh, sort of the politics of the families because your mom's family uh, was Christianized; they were raised as Catholics, right? Yes, yes, very staunch. And then your very dad, strict. of course, was Longhouse. Yeah, so it was really, you know, it's like that with any young couple in love, you know, Mm -hmm. if it's a Jewish person marrying a Catholic or whatever, it's like that in the world, right? Any two different religions, two different cultures try to marry, it's Mm -hmm. the family's always going to, you know, have that pushback because they want them to marry within their own religion, right? right? And so they had to, you know, fight against that. And, um, you know, my, my, my grandmother, what I didn't write in that book and I had remembered after was my mom, my grandmother, my mom's mom had written her a letter like, you know, don't, don't marry that pagan savage. Wow. You know, in the words like yeah. of the Jesuit missionaries, yeah. that's how yeah. Christianized and, yeah. you know, that, that was. And, mm. um, yeah, my, my dad's parents too, you know, he was expected to marry a good long, longhouse woman, yeah. Yeah. you know? Yeah. And so hence, why we were raised in Toronto, you know, we were mm. really, you know, welcome in, you know, either place at first, yeah, right, at yeah. first, you know, but. Yeah, it's, but it's, it's those it kind of things. A real challenge for them. And then we didn't find, my mom didn't find out till like well over 30 years later that the priest had no intention of marrying them. Yeah. You know, uh, she found out a friend of hers from Cape Croker yeah. had told her, oh, you know, we, um, that priest, you know, is supposed to marry you. Is just laughing and everything, saying he saved you, right. saved a good Christian girl from marrying. Again, those words, those yeah. awful words, yeah. you know. Yeah. And um, my mom couldn't believe it. My yeah. mom cried again, and she yeah. was, "Oh my God!" You know, she just, just, yeah. just floored her. Yeah. You know, but anyway, you know, true love rules. <laughs> <laughs> yes, indeed, it does. <laughs> Elaine, it's been fascinating speaking with you. I, I want to say Nyawagoa uh, uh, for taking time to join me on the show to talk about the story that is in Indigenous Toronto and people can order it online, Coach House Books. Elaine, congratulations on all your success and all the stuff that you're involved with. And uh, Nyawagoa, once again, for taking the time to join us on the show. And I look forward to speaking with you again soon. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Ona. Okay, Ona, take care. And that is Elaine Bombery. It's been my pleasure to have her on the show talking about the story in Indigenous Toronto. And uh, you can find that by going to Coach House Books and ordering it there. Elaine Bombery, of course, is both Anishinaabe and Cayuga from Six Nations of the Grand River Territory and has been involved with music for a long time, doing a lot of great work. 
That is our show for today. Thank you for listening to Moment of Truth on Element FM. I'm your host, David Moses. We'll see you again next time. This has been Moment of Truth with David Moses. Element. Element. Element FM.